Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Itachiba, Brazil, we're joined by designer and Webflow developer Iani Trisuzzi. Iani recently transitioned from being full-time as a visual design lead at a consulting company to becoming a self-described solopreneur doing the whole design through development process, starting with analyzing how a brand works in a digital environment. In this episode, we'll hear how analog photography helps her design process, inspecting templates to learn from experts, and understanding the rules of design so you can break them. Featuring Yanni Trisuzzi, this is Overflow. Hey, Yanni, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much, Matthew. I'm really glad to be here. To get us started, why don't you tell everyone a bit about yourself and who you are? My name is Yanni Trisuzzi. I was born and raised in the capital of Sao Paulo, the biggest city in Brazil. But last year, I moved to the countryside with my wife and our two stray dogs. Um, mm -hmm. Now I live in a city called Itachiba, which is still very close to Sao Paulo, but it's much quieter and peaceful. So what do you like about living there in Itachiba? We moved here to actually be closer to our families. That's the, the part that I really like the most. My family, such as her family, lives nearby. So we get to spend more time with them. And I think that the peaceful way that the people live their lives here, as opposed to Sao Paulo, which is mm -hmm. really in a rush. You never know how long you're going to take to go from a place to another. And right. there's so much noise here is really peaceful and quieter. <laughs> we can do stuff being more close to the nature. Ever since we moved here, all of our friends are still in the, the big city. So when we want to get together, most of the times are we're like, hey, come spend the weekend with us. And they usually get by like Friday night or Saturday afternoon. And then yeah. they spend the whole weekend and we have the really quality time together. We cook, we watch something, we go to the park. It's just really <laughs> quality time, you know. Then every morning when we wake up, there's this really cool climate that it's not hot. But during the day, you really feel the warm. Like during the days, I like to take a pause and go to the garden with the dogs and feel the sun in my skin. So that's really good. What does your workspace look like? My work desk is quite small, actually. Rather than being wide, uh, it is tall. At the base, I literally have space for my screen. I have an iMac, my keyboard, and my mouse. On top, I have two to three shelves with some things I like decorating them. I have a Hey Arnold bubblehead, a Korok plush. I don't know if you play Zelda, <laughs> but I have a little Korok <laughs> behind some dried flowers decoration, like an Easter egg, like you're playing uh, the game, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom may or may not be happening for quite a few hours in our house. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a whole feeling. So mm. I've been playing a lot too. <laughs> but some things like that. So when I need to take a break and 
look up, I, I can see those different things that I really enjoy. My desk is actually in between my living room and my dining room. So at my living room, I have a pretty big window that shows the street basically of my house, but I live in a closed condo of similar houses. It's a really quiet street unless mm -hmm. it's like 5 p.m. and all of the dogs are going out for a walk. Then <laughs> all of the dogs of the street start barking too, including yeah. mine. Um, <laughs> And for my left, where I have the dining room, there's the door for the garden. So there's a lot of green and a really cool space where we spend most of our time there. I actually like to take a few breaks during the day. So we have like two camping chairs. It's not anything <laughs> fancy. It's like camping chairs that we leave there. So they mm. stay closed. And when we go out, we open them, sit there let the dogs have their fun and mm -hmm. we just chat a little bit during our day. It helps a lot to relieve stress, like have small breaks so you don't spend the entire day sitting in front of the computer. That helps me with any creative blocks, anything yeah. that's happening. I like to, to take these moments during the day. Consistent breaks is, is good for the body. It's good for the mind and good for your creativity. Yeah. Do you like to listen to any music while you work? Actually, I think I have two states of listening to music. When I'm okay. in deep work and I need really concentrate on something, either it's writing or reading something more complex. I use music more as a, a way to muffle the sound outside. Usually I end up listening to some lo-fi, mainly video game teams, anything Nintendo related, Zelda teams, Pokemon teams. I really like them. It's like a little noise. In the background that helps me shut everything uh, from the outside. But yeah. when I click the creative mode, I, I choose the music usually according to my mood. But it goes from everything from 2000s pop punk through pop mm -hmm. through some more current R&B songs. I really like Paramore, Taylor Swift, some things like that. Do you have any hobbies or interests? So I really like cooking. I'm a vegetarian, so ever since I became a vegetarian like 10 years ago, I started really enjoying the process of cooking and learning any recipes. I think I like anything that it is creative, but has a science behind it. Yeah. Yep. I really like cooking. I like going out to, to take photographs. I love playing video games, so I have a Nintendo Switch right now. Zelda, it's obviously mm -hmm. the main yeah. thing that I'm playing, but these are a few things that I like doing, but I think cooking is probably the, the one that I'm more <laughs> interested in right now. That is the, the main side of my Gemini. I'm a Gemini, so any mm -hmm. hobbies or interests, I'm like, okay, now I'm full invested. Let's focus. <laughs> With your photography, is there anything like a type of photography or things that you like to take pictures of? really into analog photography ever since I started like at 15 years old. I always liked it. I like lomography a lot. So level exposures, like yeah. creating new words and seeing things from a different perspective, but using the film to create this kind of magic word that I live in. I really enjoy this process. I think it helps me 
see things differently. Mm-hmm. I think composition in photography helped me a lot during my design process, understanding where things should be <laughs> to to make them feel better plays a huge influence. Yeah, photography, it really, you have to understand the fundamentals of framing and structure like thirds and focus and composition, exposure, just all those things. And yeah, definitely those kind of fundamentals transfer into the digital world, into web development design as well. Yeah, for sure. Like black and white photography, you learn a lot about hierarchy mm-hmm. and yeah. composition and knowing where to place things. But the color photography also helps a lot with color composition. One thing I like to do in Webflow is turn on x-ray mode. So everything is just like black and white or gray. And I actually like designing that way because like you said, it gives me that visual hierarchy and without kind of the noise from color, like overwhelming and see it from that composition and the contrast level. Yeah. What is something that would surprise people to learn about you? I never took a proper English class besides the ones from school that we have that are really basic. I learned how to speak English by listening to pop punk when I was a teenager and I really wanted to know what they were saying. So by the time I was 14, I guess, my brother started listening to Good Charlotte, Simple Plan. And I was like, I really like this song, but I don't understand what they're saying. (laughs) So I usually looked up the lyrics online and started to making references. So that's how I learned how to speak English at the beginning. Of course, I was developing, watching series, then I changed the subtitles so I could catch up. But I really like learning things my way. Yeah, that's a good way to learn a new language is actually through consuming media. What is your role and how do you describe what you do to others? So until pretty recently, I was a visual designer lead. I was working at a consultant company. So my career is really focused on the UI design and user experience. But recently I took a shift and started working solo. And now I describe myself as a designer and webflow developer. I like doing the entire process, actually, ever since the branding until the the development. So one major step at my process is looking at the brand and understanding how well it really works inside the digital environment. That's the thing that I like doing the most. From there, everything becomes much easier, the design and the development process. I think my passion is not that much in the brand, but how the brand works inside the digital environment. There are a lot of brands that think that only popping a bright color, it's called digital. So that's the thing I really enjoy working the brand assets inside the the web design environment. What you're doing now, freelance design and Webflow development, is that different from where you might have imagined that you would be at this point in your life? For sure. I've never imagined in my entire life that I was would, would try eventually working solo. Ever since the beginning in my career, I always wanted to grow inside the companies. But I reached a point last year where I was leading teams. I was happy with the process of helping others develop themselves. And that part I really liked, but my self-development, I think that it was beginning to slow down. I spent much more of my time helping others go through the process that I already have been through, which 
it's really fulfilling in a way. I knew that I needed to go a little step further and I was not being able to do it. That's when I decided that I really wanted to take this next step and try to go solo so I could be able to have my, my time for studies and really applying those new things that I was learning without some of the barriers that you have inside a company. You've probably already touched on this some, but is there anything else that you want to talk about? What really motivates you about what you're doing and this decision that you've made? There's a, a thing that made me look to it as a possibility because I always work with the design process alone. I didn't develop it. For me, that was a barrier for me because there was always that part that would be missing from the entire process. That's when actually I learned about Webflow. There's a Brazilian guy called Rodolfo Passos. He has a course, really great course here in Brazil about Webflow. And I started following him on Instagram and I was like, he's doing such amazing things, delivering really amazing websites. He showed a lot of the process that's not really that different from what I'm doing inside Figma. So it made me feel like a possibility. So that's when I started searching more and learning more about mm. Webflow and no-code tools that played a, a major role in my decision. My main goal is to really establish myself as a solopreneur. <laughs> so mm -hmm. for a year now, that's my, my aspiration. From there on, I really want to develop motion skills. I think they're, they're going to help a lot. I always like learning new things. I think being a solopreneur will allow me to step up my game a little bit further in the direction that I feel like going, you know. What is a resource that you think more people should know about? I've been listening to a lot of a podcast called Web Flail that focus exactly on that, that beginning process of yeah. working with, with Webflow. It has helped me a lot. I think it made me feel less alone <laughs> during mm. this beginner process of starting working solo. So that's something that I highly encourage anyone that starting working with Webflow to, to listen to that has some really valuable insights there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Webflail podcast with Jack Redley. Yeah, it's amazing feeling that connection with others who are like, oh, I'm not the only one who has to deal with this or has <laughs> yes. gone through this. You know, there's some solidarity knowing <laughs> we're in this together. Any other things you'd like to recommend? Yeah, I mentioned the course that I took, but that's more focused on the Brazilian fan base of Webflow. Yeah. It's from Rodolfo Passos. It's called Dominando Webflow. The translation would be Mastering Webflow. Mm. Um, and I believe that for Portuguese speakers, that's a really solid course that has helped me a lot understanding the process behind building in Webflow. So you really go from the beginning to advanced mode really quick if you follow up. Who in the Webflow community inspires you? There's two people that I'm really enjoying looking at their work. It's called Moritz Patterson, and mm -hmm. there's another one that's called Dennis from Code by Dennis. There are two really really solid players. I've been understanding a lot of the way they, they are working and I aspire a lot to come somewhere as near as possible of them one day. Do you go into those sites and like see how they're built and try to understand? Yeah, I've been doing that a lot with the templates. So when I learned Webflow, I learned by the client first logic of building. Mm -hmm. And I know that 
in, inside the template, the, the naming process is a little bit different. So I've been studying a lot of the templates inside to see different ways to, to build the sites. Yeah. So you're talking about different frameworks that people use in Webflow. So yeah, there's client first, there's a knockout, there's mast, which is a new one. Yeah. Yeah. There are quite a few, but Nikolai, he, he shares a lot of templates and I really like to see his work. I find it fascinating, inspiring and educational at the same time. Yeah. When you're able to see like, wow, here's this masterful build in Webflow and you're able to open it up and see how did they accomplish it. Yeah. It's one of the best ways uh, to learn, in my opinion. Yeah. Fun and, and useful. What is some advice that you would like to give to others in the community? I think my advice would be to first learn the rule so you can break it. That way you can create something that is truly innovative, not being by accident. I first look at something that I like, understand how to build it. And then when I really feel like I'm mastering that build, I get to look at it from a different perspective and know the ways that I can make a difference inside that build. It's kind of like cooking, actually. You you understand how the that dish is made and then you yeah. add your little pinch. <laughs> yeah, right. If you don't understand the science behind the recipe and why it works, yeah. then you don't know what you can actually add or tweak and adjust to make it your own if you don't understand the, the kind of core principles. Yeah, it made me think when you're talking of this concept, it's called Jout Singh. J-O-O-T-S-I-N-G. And it stands for jumping out of the system. That's so really nice. It's like everyone's always like, think outside of the box, right? Well, you can't think outside of the box unless you understand the box. Yeah. It requires that you understand the system to think outside of the box, to have that kind of unconventional or creative thinking. Like you can't do that without understanding the thing is, or like you said, the rule that you want to break. Yeah, that's exactly Ianni, how can others in the community reach out and connect with you? Hey, so as I said, I'm starting to build my own brand. So I have my main website that is yanni.works. It's pronounced I-A-N-Y.works. From there, you can find me on LinkedIn and on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as Yanni underline works. I'm trying to be more present inside the community. So it would be really nice getting to know more of you. This was an Overflow episode with Iani Trisuzzi, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.